So hi everyone and, and thank you for joining me on this podcast. Today we are going to be looking at adult field of nursing and I've got three wonderful students here who are going to share some of their stories and experience for you who's thinking about applying for adult nursing. Okay, so Roxanne. Yes, good afternoon everybody. So I'm Roxanne. I am 35, going to be 36 this year when I qualify. So I obviously came into university and practice at a later stage in life. Shannon. Hello there. Um, I'm Shannon. I'm 27 years old and I'm a second year student currently doing adult nursing at the University of Sunderland. Again, I come into nursing a little bit later on in life, but yeah, it's it's going good so far. Yeah. I'm Lisa. I'm a third year student and I'm 37 and I also came in it later in life. I'll be 38 when I qualify and having a new change of career. What we want to talk about today is for someone who might be potentially coming into adult nursing. So I'm going to kind of roll some questions out if that's okay with you guys. My first question is, can you tell me a little bit about your like route into adult nursing? So for me personally, I think I went around the hills to get here. <laughs> I always wanted to be a nurse from a young age. And we obviously spoke about this a little bit. I used to watch casually as a kid. And although it used to freak us out, all the blood and go, I used to think, that is amazing. I really want to do that. And my nana would always say, hey, you'd be great at that bit. So yeah, I always knew that I wanted to do that route. So chose my GCSE choices around it, chose my A-levels around it, got to university when I was 18 and was just in the deep end, lost my way, felt I couldn't do it, left in my second year due to personal reasons. And I always regretted that decision that I didn't have more guidance around that time as to where I could have maybe taken a break and came back to it rather than leaving altogether. So for me, I left university very disappointed, very low self-esteem, a little bit lost as a young woman. Um, but, you know, mulled through life anyway, went and got into mental health, worked at our local mental health hospital on the Flexi Bank. Loved that and realised, no, the passion is there. Just wasn't the right time for uni. So went away, met somebody, got married, had a baby, got divorced and found myself at a point in life when actually I could put myself first again. But with that wisdom of being an adult now, knowing what I wanted, knowing what was important and knowing how to get here. So for me, I didn't need to do an access course purely because I'd already been at university once, completed the first year and I was able to get in on those points. So for me, I just kind of, I just remember ringing the university and saying, I want to do nursing. Who do I need to speak to? And the support was there from that first phone call. Straight away, I was told who to email who to speak to. And I was just given loads of direction. And here I am now, third year. Was that quite different at that first time? hundred percent. It was different in the support. Um, first time round, and especially as a young woman, I think the university that I attended, it was a different university. And it was very much, well, you're obviously not cut out for it, just leave. They didn't look at the personal circumstances around what was happening in my life at that time. And I know from other students that I've spoke to on this journey, they've had a very different story here. We all have life things that happen. We don't, you know, work in a nurse and you see that every day, don't you? End up in situations that they weren't expecting. And the support that the students have had here is very different to me. And I'm actually, it's nice to see that because you think things have changed. People are getting better opportunities here. You are listened to. And sometimes you get tough love, but for me, I think that's very important. I'm a very honest person and I need tough love sometimes. And to see that that is, you know, what people receive as well as the nice, soft, gentle side as well. It's a lot more guided and you can see a path through whatever muddy waters you're in. 
And I've seen that amongst my peers and I love that. And I think that's really important. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's not easy. It's very difficult, but there is some really lovely highs in amongst the journey as well as the tough times. It's not an easy degree. I think it's ranked one of the hard, like the hardest degrees to do, but we're proof that no matter what route you take in, you absolutely can do it. No matter what challenges come along the way. It's a good answer. Yeah. Very good true answer. though, isn't it? Yeah. It is absolutely very 100% true. very, you know, very powerful and inspiring there actually to, to kind of hear that different of experience from those years before to now. Yeah. And maybe things have changed, you know, that's a good, that's a good yeah. thing. Cool. So guys, Comparing and contrasting that, what's your experiences of coming into nursing? Um, so mine is a little bit different to yours. I was a hairdresser for 10 years before I suddenly decided I wanted to do nursing. I love that. Suddenly. Suddenly. Mm-hmm. It was very spare of the moment. It wasn't really something I thought about until there and then. Um, what, what changed? I think I was, you know, I was there for 10 years and I got to a point where I thought to myself, I thought, I don't want to have my own business and I don't really see myself progressing any further in hairdressing. I don't know what it was about nursing. I think it was just, I love talking to people in the salon and I think caring for people as well, even though it's a little bit different to caring for someone in the hospital setting, you're still looking after that person and their hair because they care about their appearance and stuff. And I just thought I'm going to go for it. So I applied for an access course. I got onto the access course and then covid it and then that ultimately resulted in me getting predicted grades which led to me coming to Sunderland University. I did apply for Northumbria and I did apply for Teesside as well but Sunderland just felt the right place for me as soon as I came for my interview it just felt like home. That's where I wanted to be, that's, that's where nice. I wanted to do my yeah. degree. Yeah that yeah. is nice. Was there something specific that made it feel like home do you think? Was it like the people, was it the place, was it something about the environment? I think it was the environment and but no, I think it just felt, I felt homely when I was, when I just came. I just, I just felt, it felt right. Yeah. I can't really describe it. It's a feeling. like a vibe, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. But that was my simple yet different journey into nursing. Hmm. It's quite interesting. Lisa, how, how was yours compared to that? Well, I was a beauty therapist for 16 years and loved it. Wow. Absolutely loved it. But I always wanted to be a nurse and having young children at the time, it just suited, suited me. And then, not backgrounds, how can I word it? I never thought I was clever enough to be able to go to university or it was, it wasn't done in my day, like to go to university. So the thought of being able to do it and actually can do it now third year is like, is the best thing ever. And I've Mm -hmm. just totally enjoyed it. Obviously the children got older, did my access course while I was doing that. Also then did the functional maths and English as well. And then, yeah, I'm now here. Retraining, retrained to be a nurse. And awesome at it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so it's really, really nice. Can I ask you all three of you, why did you pick adult field rather than mental health or children and young persons? Was there something about adult that kind of drew you to that field specifically? Or For me, I've always worked with adults, so I think it was a natural progression to carry on working with adults and caring in a different way, you know, rather than in the beauty side, actually giving, you know, making a difference. So I think for me, it was always that kind of natural progression, but obviously the learning opportunities working, not just in a hospital, but other kind of opportunities where you could work as well. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Lisa. I think as well, adult nursing is sort of like a foundation for me. Not that I'm limiting myself just to adult nursing, but it's it's like a tree. It gives us branches to go off onto. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, the again, the career progression and 
the different opportunities are really good with adult nursing. I think for me, because I've not had the easiest of adult lives, I think I appreciate how hard life can be in general. And I feel like I can connect with adults when they come in and they are in a really traumatic experience or it might be something that's planned, but they already have existing difficulties outside of, mm-hmm. you know, the hospital admission. And I can really connect with those people. And I'm very interested in end of life care. I'm quite passionate about it and also care for the patient after they've passed away. And I think had I done that with children, I would have found it very difficult to be so emotionally involved as I am with adults, but then being able to step away, come home and be Roxanne the mum. I don't think I would have been able to do that. Definitely. And I think a big role of ours as a nurse is it's not just treating the illness or, you know, the surgical need. You are looking at that person as a whole. Holistic. You are dealing yeah. with so many things that they bring with them and you have got the power to advocate for them. And I think in children's nursing, I don't know if I could cope with dealing with the families yeah. losing their child or just going through the journey of a sick child who will become healthy. But that roller coaster, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about that, to be honest. Yeah. Resilience, isn't it? I don't think I could have done it with having two children. I would have just took it home, looked at them yeah. and think, oh, I just felt I've got really a lot sad. of praise for yeah. children's nurses. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, like looking at our lecturers, um, you all have very different personalities. And if I look at the... I don't, per- I don't know what you mean by that. that time. <laughs> <laughs> if I look at the personalities of like our children's nurses, they are very different to our adult lecturers. Yeah, yeah I've noticed that. And I definitely feel I fit in the field of having a similar personality to some of our adult lecturers. I don't know. I, I was going to say more fun, but I don't think the children's nurses are more fun because no. I think the adult lecturers are fun. But I think sometimes we can be a lot more serious than what I've seen in the children's yeah, yeah. lecturers. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I like to watch people. I'm very much a people watcher. Yeah. yeah. And that is something that I've observed. I mean, that was a big thing for me about adult nursing was I like the, pe- the interactions with people. And yeah. like, even in adult nursing, I, think, I don't think I would have ended up in ITU or theatres because I kind of like the bit, the bit of crack with me patient a little bit. Yeah. And it's not to say you don't probably don't get, you probably do get that in children's nursing quite a lot with the kids. But I think I, I was probably better, my personality is probably better suited to doing that, dealing with that with yeah. adults. I very needed mental health, I'll be honest. Yes. I'm probably the one at the table who sat here going, that was a really tough decision. And I really weighed that up a lot, like at the time. And, it, you know, it was the right thing to do. Even at the end of first year, I was toying with that. I I reached out to the lecturers and I was like, I think I'm on the wrong degree. And they were like, think about it. Are you on the wrong degree? And I think you do have these times where you think, am I doing the right thing? And even as as adults, because I am older and I've got to get, I feel this pressure that I've got to get it right. Got to be a good role model to me son. And then it's like, am I doing the right thing? But going back to what you said there about you've done that adult route, but you thought about mental health. Every day there's mental health, mm-hmm. yeah. no matter where you work. Absolutely. Every day you come across learned disabilities. Yep. You've still got to touch on children because when you're doing your admission, you know, your question is, is there any children at home? Do I need to put any safeguarding in around your children? You're still tapping into all those different skills, really, as an adult nurse. Yeah. Well, I nearly applied for a paramedic, actually. Yeah. So that was the first thing I did. And it came from beauty going into paramedic. And then I listened to the feedback that I got and I thought, actually, I need to go away. and take on board what they said and then did some care work and then applied to be an adult nurse. So that goes back to the support thing, doesn't yes. it? And the guidance. Yeah. And got. listening to what they said and actually going, okay, yeah, I see where they're coming from. Was- Roxanne said something. And I just want to touch on it with, with the other two guys. I mean, it's very clear that you can tell that you're really interested in end of life and palliative care. 
And that's probably what you're kind of hoping to end up in at some point. Am I, am I wrong? Am I right? You're a hundred percent right. My what, dad always laughs at us about that. What about you guys? Have you guys got like an aspiration for where you want to work? Having done a few placements now, I feel like I'm more leaning towards surgical. Interesting. Um, I'm currently on a medical ward now. And although I'm still finding my feet there, I just don't get that feeling like I did with the surgical it give you placements. That fi- it doesn't give you that fizz. Yeah, I yeah. kind of feel like, not that I don't fit in, um, just more that surgical's more where I want to be. Mind trauma. Are going to end up in a and I was going to say I love it, but it sounds really awful. Um, well, I'm in on a and at the minute and absolutely love it. I, I've never really found a ward where I've went, oh, this is great. Like, love it. Love the ward based. And I just don't, something, just something about it that I don't particularly like. I can't quite put my finger on it. And I just, I think it's a routine. It's that kind of every day is the same. Whereas in A&E or the cute one where you just, you're constantly thinking quick, 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 what, you know, what's next or, and, and I just find that, and I obviously working with the consultants and, you know, other kind of specialities, I just find it just, it just blows my mind. That's interesting. I think though, that you looked at paramedic first. Yeah. And even now you've gone down the nursing role you are still looking for that trauma. Yeah. Just some, just There's something, something in it. you. Some, yeah. some of us are adrenaline junkies. Aren't That's we? probably That's what, what it is. is. Yeah. yeah. There's something I just don't. Really interesting. Excites me anyway. Mm-hmm. Can, can I, can I ask you, you know, you're experienced students. Some of you are about to be registered nurses very soon. Okay. That's as scary as that sounds. What do you think is the best bit about the adult field of nursing? So I was saying earlier that I think as adults, it is very difficult to, push yourself and motivate yourself to do something that is a challenge um, because we'll have everything else to be, you know, mulling through life to begin with. So I think for me, I have loved coming to university, having that social side of things. I was disappointed when I started because obviously we were, me and Lisa, and COVID. were the September 20 intake mm-hmm. and we had COVID and we didn't see anybody for two years apart from our patients and those that were practiced alongside. You know, we were all behind a screen. Our teaching for the first two years was very much over teams and it was a little bit daunting, but actually we adapted really well. Yeah. And I think we just moved with the times. So for me, I think making those friendships and being amongst people who just accept it's me for how I am. You know, I'm, you can't see us behind the mic, but I normally have, you know, an undershaved haircut. I'm very heavily tattooed. Was very conscious of how my image might be perceived to be taken seriously as a professional because back in the day when I was 18, you were not allowed tattoos. You were not allowed piercings. You know, you couldn't even dye your hair without being told that it looked unprofessional. So I think it's, we're in a different time now where people are more accepted. It's the world that we're living. But I think that's really important because it, it is a barrier for some people to just putting yourself out there. You know, Lisa, you'd said that you weren't sure you were intelligent enough. I think yeah, you'd said. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, I think you are one of the most intelligent people I've met, but you didn't yeah. believe that in yourself. That's true. But coming here, yeah. working together, hopefully you've yeah. realised that actually I am more than intelligent enough to do this. And getting that support from uni as well, I think, the, yeah. you know, the lectures and stuff, and that really helps you and actually that you can do it. Or even on placement on your mentors and your assessors and stuff, you know, they kind of guide you. And I think I've had some really, really good mentors and assessors that actually make you believe in yourself. But it's that imposter syndrome, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's a big fear of mine. If you've got something that you're worried about, you can express that to, for me, to to... to you know, your lecturers or your peers or. Mm. And I think if you're referring to practicing about why, yeah. why the adult failed, 
if we're looking at it from a practice point of view, you know, ah, you know, we all know I love end of life. I'm like, you know, the queen of morbid. That's what my dad called us. But everyone thinks that end of life is a slow pace. You know, it's really lovely. But actually, I'm working in the emergency department at the minute. I didn't expect to like it. But end of life care in an emergency department has actually been something that I have thrived with. And, you know, you laughed earlier saying that it feels strange saying I love trauma. Well, I love end of life and everyone finds that really strange. But actually in the emergency department, you get a lot of, you know, in in the nine weeks that I've been there, we have had a lot of cancer patients come in whose pain wasn't being met at home. They've came into hospital and actually the pain's progressed with the disease progression. They've ended up in a situation where they've been put on the end of life pathway We've ended up potentially with big bleeds and things like that. So that is a traumatic end of life experience. But again, you get that variation in your job role from the adult side because I then have to be able to reduce that trauma, not only for the patient. And obviously you have your anticipatories and things to manage that, but it is the family watching that episode. It is very different providing end of life care in an emergency situation or department to um, almost a planned pathway through a hospice or at home. So if I didn't do adult, how would I ever have been given the opportunity for that variation in having one specific area of interest, but a very different experience of it? Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. think it's the, it's the opportunities for experience in adult. And we've already touched upon before in lectures, it's the progression routes. Mm-hmm. If you want to go far in your career, there is no limits. Mm-hmm. I don't feel. And I think we can look at our lecturers and it's so good to see, you know, we ask you guys, where did you start? And it's nice to see that, you know, some people started as ward clerks, started as a ward clerk or a healthcare, even domestic. They've worked all the way through and now the senior lecturers. And you can clearly see that I can do that. Yeah. I can come from working wherever or not working. It doesn't have to be a barrier. And that is the adult program. That's, that's good to hear Nice to hear that, actually. Shannon, what, what, do, what do you think there? Um, for me, I think it's the fact that we're all on, on the same journey, but everybody's journeys are so different. Like, obviously, Roxanne is end of life, and obviously, Lisa saying about trauma, maybe in surgical, but it's everybody else on the course. Everybody's got a different path that they want to take, but we're all sharing the same journey. It's, it's quite surreal to think. I agree. And all of our lectures, we all receive the same lectures. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse than being a surgical nurse, but you getting the same lectures as me, mm-hmm. same essays to write, same, you know, but you can do it from your point of view, it's your journey. And then yeah. I've got my journey. So although your teaching is, you know, we all receive the same teaching, you are then encouraged to do your own pathway. I think that's down to an individual though, isn't it? You know, like if you're going to um, carry on, you know, with the university after to do a master's or to go down clinical skills or, you know, where's your path going after? I think that's down to an individual of that aspiration, isn't it, as well? As well as being in the same lessons and having the same mm-hmm. um, assignments to write. So I think that's kind of a down to an individual as well. Yeah, and ultimately we're all just, we just want the same thing. We just want to care for people. Yeah. Because that's, and that's where team that's comes the in. the heart of nursing, yeah. isn't it? It's, You know, Lisa might work in a trauma department and then her patient might end up coming into my care Mm -hmm. because of the situation that we end up in. You might have a surgical patient, although we all do different paths, ultimately, are we not all one team? Exactly. Same goals, same aspirations for our patients. If somebody came up to you and asked you why I'm thinking about being an adult nurse, what would be your, your selling point and telling them to do it? What would be your reason to tell them to do it? Do it. 
Yeah, do it. I'd also yeah. ask the question, what, like, I'd ask, I'd flip it back on them, I think. I'd say, yeah. why? Why do you think you want to be an adult nurse? Yeah. And then listen to what they've got to say and then guide them from our own knowledge. Yes, we can absolutely achieve that. Or if you think it's something that they're unsure of, then share your experience. Then say, my experience doesn't sound like an enjoyer, but I know Lisa, she loves trauma. Go and speak to Lisa. We, we all connect as a team. And I think so many of us have had so many different placement opportunities. Yeah. We, we all share those. And, you know, when you're on, in, when you're in practice, you've got that weekly meeting with your clinical link tutor. We're all in different areas. We're all having different experiences, but by talking about them together, like we are now, you can still gain a lot of experience through someone else's eyes yeah. and give it back to yourself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. My advice would be you only get out of it what you put into it. Life short. Yeah. And so that's, that would be my advice to anyone wanting Love to do that, nursing. Shannon. I like that. Yeah. Also do some research as well. You know, is what is it about children that you particularly like? What, you know, what, what's kind of, what's making you think about it? You know, I think sometimes you've got a clear goal or have you where you want to go and, and who you want to work with. And if it's mental health and you could then say, well, you know, we work with mental health in adult or if it's learning disability, then it's, you know, predominantly learning disability that you would, you've got that interest in and that kind of passion for. So I think you can then guide them a little bit. And then I think as adult nurses, again, wouldn't bring it back to our own practice and say, well, have you thought about the fact that as an adult nurse, you Mm -hmm. are going to have patients who are admitted with complex mental health um, difficulties and you still have to manage those. Although this patient might be coming in for a, you know, a cardiac reason or a planned surgery, you still have to be able to support that patient holistically. Yeah. Looking at the biopsychosocial, take everything on board. It is not just about dealing with what's right in front of you. You have to really think outside the box sometimes. And I think that is a really fun challenge of being an adult nurse or becoming an adult nurse. Yeah. It is thinking outside the box. I think from, from my placement as well, I've also had a placement on in the dental hospital and that was predominantly children. So I've also worked with children for nine weeks. So I think I've had kind of the best of working with adults, working with mental health. And you can kind of see that actually as an adult, you do it, you do it all. I agree. Yeah. My first placement was um, a surgical ward. It was trauma and orthopedics. And I remember them saying to us, oh, do you want to go into theatre and see a hip, a hip replacement? And I was like, absolutely. Like, why wouldn't I? But then as I was going down, I thought to myself, oh, I've never really thought about this. What if I don't like the sight of blood and I suddenly just faint and collapse? And I was absolutely fine, but I just suddenly had a, a thought like, oh, what if? But and not- I think... I think that's a good thing to point out because we all have those what if moments, mm-hmm, don't we? Yeah, We've all done something where you think, don't faint, don't faint, don't faint. When I worked in, um, you know, the ophthalmology at the eye infirmary theatres, my first week was spent saying, don't faint, Roxanne, don't faint, Roxanne, please don't faint. Because I was terrified. But again, it challenges you and it puts you in situations you would never be in outside of this degree. Yeah. And, and I got it, to see the patient and like why I was caring for this patient. Yeah. Why am I providing this? this care to this patient because they've had a hip replacement. And what is that impact going yeah. to be on that patient afterwards? Definitely. It's watching yeah. that patient journey. Mm-hmm. I'm literally yeah. going in for the operation yeah. to out. See, for me there, one of the things you've talked about is an NHS 6C, which is courage. Yes. And, you know, someone often, you know, sometimes I'm a bit reductive and I ask this in a lecture, which one's the most important? They're all equally important. Yeah. But actually I think the courage bit is the first step because you've got to be quite brave to step up and do this. And yeah. just to yeah. put yourself into quite uncomfortable and mm. challenging situations. So, you know, that that's the really important yeah. kind of. And that's the thing that they're all important thing. in their own way. Yeah, they are. 
They're yeah. adaptable though, aren't they? Yeah, getting, very, yeah. You can touch upon one more than another in different mm-hmm. situations, but they all underpin and everything. Yeah. Like some would say care is obviously the heart of nursing. So they would say, oh yeah, that's the most important one. But no, you can't provide care without the other six C's. How can you provide care without courage to challenge or yeah, courage or to compassion. question? How can you provide compassionate care without compassion? Or courage to be here full yeah. stop. Exactly. Because yeah, exactly. there are some challenges in university, which... You know, I think every student faces, um, they do have the moments where they think, why, why, I don't think I can do this. I've been there personally. Oh yes. Wait till third year. Yeah. You do get a lot of, um, can I do, can I do this? And I think when you're approaching your interviews, like it gets real, like these last three years, this is what we've coming up to. And it's like DD and you've just got to go for it. And actually you have all the skills that you think you don't have. And that's university that's built that in you yeah. along with you going with the program, yeah. obviously. But you do have the skills. The university does provide it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good spot to draw this to a close because that's a good closing statement. So I'd just like to say thank you to Roxanne, Shannon and Lisa. I'm going to drag you back onto another podcast at some point in the future. So I'm just warning you. (laughs) Some great great (laughs) stuff, some really inspiring stuff came out there. So thank you very much. Thanks for having us. It's been good.